Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to go over a quick checklist of things that you should be doing the day before the SAT, and the day of the SAT, for that matter. I posted this podcast episode today on a Friday instead of the usually scheduled Sunday because tomorrow is the first SAT of the season and Sunday would be too late. And if you're taking the ACT in a couple of weeks, the same guidelines outlined here will still apply. So first off, let's start with the paperwork and some of the physical items that you will need on game day. Number one, directions to your testing site. Now, most students, parents, most families will use their smartphone to navigate to the site, but just in case, consider bringing a paper copy backup as well. Number two, bring your admissions ticket, which has your registration number on it. You can do that by going to the My SAT link on the College Board website and printing out your ticket. You will not be able to enter the testing site without it. Similarly, number three, bring identification, ideally your driver's license. Number four, bring a comfortable mask or two. And I hope you've been wearing a mask during your preparation so that you know which type of mask is most comfortable while you're taking a test like this. Maybe it's the lightweight surgical mask or the softer cloth mask. Just make sure you have a few and that you're comfortable using them. Number five, your cheat sheet. Obviously, you can't bring your cheat sheet into the testing center, but you can review it on the way to the site and maybe waiting outside before you actually go into the site. Number six, a calculator. Make sure you have an approved calculator and that you have backup batteries just in case. Number seven, bring a few number two pencils. Number eight, bring some water and a snack that you may want to dig into during your short break. Number nine, bring a wristwatch if you want to keep track of time because you will likely not be able to keep your phone anywhere near your desk. And number 10, be prepared to keep your phone silenced and in your backpack. That's about it in terms of tangible items that you'll want to have in your possession. Now, how else can you set yourself up for success tomorrow? The general rule here, as you'll see, is to try to keep things as normal as possible. Yes, this is an important test. And yes, you want to be at your best. But that doesn't necessarily mean doing things that you're not used to doing. You want this experience to be as routine as possible, as if you've been there before. And if you've taken my advice over the last few months and taken multiple practice tests under simulated test-taking conditions, you should have built up some muscle memory and be ready to go. The bottom line is, take your game day preparation seriously, but don't go overboard. For example, go to bed at a reasonable time. You don't have to go to bed at 7 p.m. if you normally go to bed at 10 p.m. because you'll probably be lying in bed staring at the ceiling for three hours. Number two, have a normal breakfast in the morning. 
Just because you're taking the SAT doesn't mean that you eat a breakfast that you wouldn't normally eat. If you don't normally eat eggs, bacon, hash browns, and fruit, don't start with this type of breakfast the morning before your SAT. Eat what you normally eat. Number three, make one last check to make sure your testing site has not announced a COVID closure at the last minute. Number four, take a shower to wake up and make sure you're as alert as possible. Number five, dress in comfortable clothing, clothing that you're used to, preferably in layers, so that you can adjust your comfort level depending on the temperature of the testing site. If it's freezing, you want to know that you have a sweatshirt. If it's hot with no air conditioning, you want to know that you can drop down to a t-shirt. Number six, make sure you arrive to the testing center in plenty of time. Most test centers will open their doors at 7.30 or 7.45 a.m. So leave early enough to account for getting lost, getting stuck in traffic, forgetting something. I wouldn't necessarily be there two hours early, but get there in plenty of time. Number seven, ideally, you have someone else drive you to the testing site or maybe take an Uber. The last thing you want to do is stress out behind the wheel because of traffic or parking. Find somebody reliable who will drop you off and pick you up when the test is over. Number eight, if you're a parent and you're driving your child to the testing site, just leave them alone. You don't have to give them a pep talk. They don't need any last-minute advice. It's early in the morning, and they're probably not all that psyched to talk anyway. So just let it ride. Be supportive. Be upbeat. Be a calming influence. Tell them that you love them and to try to do their best, and then be done with it. Silence is okay. Number nine, if you're taking the test locally, where you might know a lot of people, I would avoid seeking out your friends to chat them up. You don't want to be antisocial. But sometimes teens in these situations can say dumb stuff that might throw you off your game. It's too distracting and there's too much downside. So for the purposes of this test, I would stay in my little bubble, stay focused, and be ready to get the job done. You can grab ass with your friends after the test if you like. Number 10, review your cheat sheet before going into the test center. Depending on how early you get to the testing site, or how long a drive you might have, you could review your cheat sheet for 20 or 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer if you get there super early. You're not necessarily trying to learn anything new at this point, but you're simply reviewing this information to get you in the right mindset and to give you something to do while you're waiting and standing around. Try to imprint those last few hints into your brain before going in. Number 11, try to take care of any bathroom breaks ahead of time if possible. Number 12, if you're not a coffee drinker, don't start drinking coffee on the morning of the SAT to wake yourself up. Don't pound a bang energy drink ahead of the test thinking it's going to give you a little boost of energy. Stick to the basics that you're used to. And finally, as you go in and settle into your seat, take a deep breath and show what you know. If you've been diligently preparing for this test, there should be very little anxiety. You know what the sections are, you know how long they are, you know how to pace yourself, you know the types of questions you'll encounter. In short, you're prepared. This is the most stress-relieving feeling of all. You know that you've prepared, and now it's time to see what you've got. 
If you are not prepared, on the other hand, and you're second-guessing yourself or you're regretting the fact that you haven't studied nearly enough, then I don't know what to tell you. Do your best, learn that hard lesson, and sign up for another test, and next time do it right. I hope this little pregame SAT-ACT guide has been helpful. I hope I brought up a few things that were either refreshers or maybe a few things that you hadn't thought of. For all of you students out there, I wish you luck. For all of you parents out there, I wish you luck too. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader, even 12th grader who might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode. Put a little note in there from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, check out our blog, Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.